You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. All right, welcome to another episode of WTATL. Uh, I am Junior. I am happy to be here with you guys uh, every Tuesday. Well, you guys hear this every Wednesday, but I'm happy to be here with my guys every Tuesday talking about uh, something that I love to talk about or love to watch and love to play as well. So introduce you guys. Introduce yourself. Jeez, the extended <laughs> intro, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm digging it. I like it. <laughs> I love how Mark always starts this off with that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> what is his, like, gets the ball rolling. We've got tans over here. Not big tans. Just tans. Stress, stress tans. Just tans today. Deflated tans. Deflated tans. <laughs> Man, I was deflated on the weekend after the, after the night I had. Boy, but anyway... Oh, we'll save that for another. Time. No, 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 no! Come on, we haven't had a weekend story in ages. Oh, you know, oh, you know, just had just had a bit too much to drink. Mm. Caught up with the girls and um, mm. yeah. Mm. Sunday was spent on the couch. Let's just say that. I mean, what a Sunday to spend on the couch, yeah? Last day of the season, every game live. Honestly, I didn't even watch the Tottenham game properly. You know, I was just like in and out of sleep. Like I was so sick. But anyway. I mean, you know, do I have, am I ever going to get a chance to introduce myself? Because like the listeners are thinking <laughs> I'm a girl. So, just talking Sorry. about. Who went out for the last seven days in a row? But yeah. Um, oh my uh, god, this guy. Yeah, it's Abdi. Big abs. Danny, Danny Drop. Abs. Danny Drop. Big, big abs. <laughs> big abs. All right. Uh, cool. So. Um, like we, we, we just mentioned with Tanya, this past Sunday was the last day of the 2019-2020 uh, Premier League season, which went from August to July. So nearly a whole year of, of Premier League football. There was a mad break in between. Obviously, uh, you guys know the reason why. Um, but yeah, on Sunday was the final day. 10 game live. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, I was only going to watch one game. This this weekend, I yeah. watched. Yeah, there was there was. I think it was Burnley versus Brighton, and they showed it on Sky Sports Golf. 
<laughs> violation. Uh, but Man City, Man City versus. Yeah, it was on Sky One, wasn't it? Yeah. They, like uh, oh, Man City versus Norwich, and they were on Sky One. Yeah. Which is weird. Quite funny. Well, um, cool. So let's round up the the weekend's action. Um, it was an eventful day, um, more particularly for um, down in the relegation zone than the Champions League. Yes. Because um, I think Chelsea wrapped up the game um, at half time with those two goals in in added time, mm. uh, just before half time. Sorry. Um, so it was kind of a dead thing, and and you know Man United and Leicester was like nil nil for about seventy five minutes. So let's talk about the relegation battle. So a few weeks ago we had Ardian on the show, and I asked you guys what you guys thought the um, relegation zone would look like, and you and everyone collectively said that they couldn't see much change. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Aston Villa and Bournemouth going down. Uh, Watford and West Ham were gonna were gonna be safe. Coming into the weekend, uh, Aston Villa were one point out of the relegation zone, and Bournemouth were, I think, two points. Were they two? No, three points. They were three points yeah. behind mm. both Watford and Aston Villa. And basically, Bournemouth really needed a miracle. They needed Watford mm. to and Aston Villa to lose, and they had to win their game in order to 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 win. So when it started, 30 seconds in, and uh, Watford give away a penalty, Bournemouth might have been thinking, this is it, because mm-hmm. in, in it, or whatever it was, they scored. Did What did you, I, I know um, I, you said that you've watched your collective games and stuff, but did you think like something could happen, like there was going to be a mad change um, in the relegation fight? No, do you yeah, know what, yeah. I... Oh, sorry. Go on, Abdi. Sorry. Yeah, I did. I did actually because um, one thing that we failed to mention is the fact that Watford sacked their manager mm. with two games to go. So pretty much just confirming themselves. You know, why would you sack your manager before you play Man City and Arsenal back to back? And you're about to, and you're close to a relegation zone as well. So, um, but yeah, that was a key thing. Go on, Tony. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say with that in mind, I was actually confident. I, I was confident that Villa would win because I think the Watford result probably would have given them a boost and then winning against Arsenal and yeah I just to be honest I wanted Watford to go down I ain't got no sympathy for them I just think it's a disgrace they sat their manager I just think how stupid can you be as a football club to do that so well when they got what they deserved they when they brought when they brought him in there were seven points adrift I know it's crazy he won 25 points in 20 games he was out of the four managers that they had this season, he was the manager that accrued the most points. Um, yes, it's insanity to sack your manager two games before the end of the season, and you're in a relegation battle. I think. Um, yeah, apparently, like I don't know what something happened. Like whatever yeah. happened means, but mm. I saw the headline in the Athletic. Um, Nigel Pearson um, apparently yelled and argued with the Watford owner. And oh, I think the, the Watford owner doesn't really need a reason to sack yeah. anyone. Well, four so, in one season tells you that. <laughs> but surely you could have swept that under the carpet with two games to go. Like, nah. come on. That guy is a serial sacker. He will sack you. Serial sacker, I like that. Well, he's, get, he's getting his, um, 
he's getting this just reward and he's got a team in the championship next season. He's got a massive wage bill. He's going to have to sell players. He's going to have to find players who do well in the championship. If they don't get it right, and we've seen a lot of teams not get it right, they, like, they, they won't bounce straight back off and they might find no. themselves in there for another five years or so. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely see some of their players leaving, like Saar, even Troy Deeney, Decore. They're too good for championship, man. I mean, Troy, Troy Deeney, <laughs> maybe he is championship level. Junior's you know? not of disapproval there with Saar. <laughs> his, his interview after the game, I mean, we all saw it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not that old. Not that old. <laughs> 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 yeah. You could tell he was just fuming. He wanted to get just one little dig in. So angry. But he was making out like, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to be next season, giving it the big shot. Like, I'm thinking, what club are you going to be going to, please? Like, (laughs) Liverpool. (laughs) Nah, but I think it's an uncertain time. Like Mark was saying, like, players are on big wages and then they go down to the championship and it's not the same. And and you're not going to be earning the same amount that you would be in in the Premier League. So... Teams are really. Sorry. No, no, go on, go on. Do you know what is interesting? Well, not interesting, but what will be interesting is the the amount of quality players they have. Who's going to pick who? Who's going to pick off who? And who's going to go where? Because Prem teams Mm. will sign some of those players. You're. I'm particularly interested in seeing where Saar will go because I don't think. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, But yeah, there's players in like Decore. They've got players that actually genuinely are Premier League players. Yeah, I mean, Welbeck, Delafeu, Delafeu, oh, yeah, yeah. Delefeu, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. even well. even Foster, uh, Foster, I think he can he could be a decent hundred percent. If I was Everton, I'd bin Pickford and get Foster. Pick up Foster, I'd be easy one. Yeah. Yeah. If I was Everton, yeah, I'd bin Pickford for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> just I'd just pick a fan in the in the crowd. I heard, are you sure about that, Mark? Because Roberto is still looking for West Hampton. Uh, but no, yeah, but like, it's sad so... though. It's sad to see them relegated because even Deanie was saying like, you know, it's people's jobs that are gonna be lost now because of, oh, of them shut being up. relegated. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> people lose their jobs every day, bro. And it's not oh, oh what? Who's gonna who's gonna lose their job while being relegated? They're still gonna be working for Watford, but just in the championship. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's the money they're gonna lose. Mm. You know, it I guess it's the same for every club. As well, I know. I know. And, and actually, you know what? I think it's probably worse for Bournemouth than it is for Norwich and oh, yeah. uh, Watford because uh, Norwich mm. they didn't spend a, like they spent two million coming into the Premier <laughs> League, um, and they they admitted it from the off that they had no expectations of of um, being promoted last season. So it did that. This Premier League season season didn't fit into their long term plan. Mm. So I think financially they'll be all right. Watford, I think their owner's going to bail them out and they'll be yeah. all right. They will have to sell a couple of players, of course. Uh, but I think it's Bournemouth because they they're, they were depending on this Premier League money, especially mm. with some of the players that they brought in over the last couple of seasons where they're spending 20, 15 mil here and there. Um, I don't know. I think it's them that's going to struggle the most. to be uh, A lot of talent in that squad as well. That I, is, I is for Brooke, sure going to get picked Brooke up. Brooke's going to a t- top 10 team. Uh, Wilson as well, I think he's well, going to be wanted. A lot of clubs one, need so. a backup striker. I mean, I'd take him. I'd take him. Like you to go to Man City, Yeah, that, oh, that yeah. I, I would oh. actually, I actually think is a good signing all round yeah. for all parties. I don't think he goes in there as well, unless he like really gets there and impresses. I think he's just there as a that third choice who, who does play a lot in the season. But I don't know. 
But I mean, what are Man City's options? They've got Laporte. When do you Otanesi? ever, ever see a double left footed centre back? It's true. It's true. And he will go, always go with Laporte if fit. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think he's going to sign Koulibaly, though. Pardon? I think he's going to sign Koulibaly. Uh, no, don't say that. Please. Yeah, if they sign both and then they're looking at, um, what's his name, the winger from Spain, is it Torres? Um, yeah, Aaron Torres. Yeah. yeah apparently they're looking at him. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, che- Chelsea are the ones who are really... I was going to say, um, let's, let's not... Um, straight too far yeah. of end of the yeah. season. We'll get to transfers in a second. Um, but yeah, right. So just quickly, um, I'm just I'm looking at um, the players Watford signed. They spent about they spent 42 million last year, and they bought um, Ismail Assar for 27 million. So yeah, it's a big okay. big help this season. That squad's nowhere near. Like it's like when Jumbo and Leeds were down back yeah. then. Yeah. Mm. They were talking about, oh, Leeds are too good to go down the whole year. And then Watford, similarly as well. They were, in the, they were the FA Cup final last year as well. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, don't think, I don't think anyone saw them going down. Like You wouldn't have predicted that, I don't think. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't think you would have predicted Bournemouth going down as well. Because especially at the mm. start of the season where they were third um, after yeah, like that's true, five yeah. games, five, six games or wherever it was. But it's football. You have to win the games that you have. And if you don't, then you suffer the consequences. Um, but just keeping on Bournemouth, they managed to beat Everton 3-1. Unfortunately for them, that wasn't enough. To, that wasn't but, enough to keep them up. But the, so the question I have after that is, where, where was that performance level all season? Let's, be, let's be frank here. Yeah, let's be frank. Everton are cack. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they are so bad. Well said. Well, I think that third goal that Pickford conceded is the epitome of him as a goalkeeper. Oh, I didn't see it. What was? He's, you didn't see it. It yeah. slips oh, under his hand. He just like it. palms it into the goal. Like he's just a bad keeper. Like I don't know don't who think. saw what. In he better not Pickford. be England goalkeeper, mate. He better not be because I don't even think Stanislav score, man. He was just literally a pass back, and then <laughs> <laughs> literally Pickford was like gone. Stay up. Um, but do you remember when Sunderland went down and Pickford conceded like 65 goals? Like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> this is a joke. Like, but anyway. Um, Everton, what mugs, bro? If you want to sell a crap player for a lot of money, tell him to Everton, man. It's true. 40 million for Alex Oebi, bro. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's mad. Mad. Um, so that was that. Man City uh, ended off the season with a 5 0 win. Um, oh yeah, wait. Je- we we started with Arsenal, but and Watford. So Arsenal are the only team who I feel like could be three 0 up and still lose the game, because <laughs> um, that was atrocious. Watford had so many chances, but for Martinez, it could have been a lot worse. To be honest, uh, he pulled off a fantastic save against uh, Welbeck Flick. I don't know if you guys guys saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Yeah. I've, I've watched. I've tried to watch save. as much as I can, but I watched the Liverpool game live. I have watched the highlights, but it was a yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I don't want to get into this debate again, but he really looks like he's cementing um, mm. a place there. And I've just seen today that Leno's back in training. Yeah, it's, it's just Ooh. interesting because the season starts so quickly now, and they're mm. both going to have a pre-season to impress. But that's nice, that's going to be interesting. It's a nice problem to have though. You've got two top top keepers, man. Like I, I would like to be in that position. But it's like what I said. To Mark in the group chat when he when he asked when he posed the question, um, I was just thinking like we have we've seen enough of Leno to know that you can, he's dependable. Um, mm. 
there's a mistake in there sometimes, but um, he, you know, he pulls off big saves and he's always kept us in games where possible. Um, but Martinez, I think you need to see him for, like on an extended period um, to see if he's true. If he, very true. Martinez has been good for ten games. Leno has been good for thirty games. So yeah, yeah. If anything, you'll probably get like um, if you win the FA Cup, you'll probably get your Europa League next season. Yeah, if he doesn't cement that number one place, he'll probably get cups. Yeah. I mean, he's already been on cups um, this season and the season before. So, um, Another thing what I was going to say is um, it's good to, for competition. They're going to be pushing each other. Um, mm. And, you know, sometimes I think um, so, I think it was. Um, I think they, they were saying this about Kepa, um, where they were saying because there's no competition at Chelsea, Kepa is like the established number one, like um, that he just doesn't feel like he needs to improve. But my God, does that guy need to improve? Because he is awful. <laughs> yeah. No, no, maybe he does feel like he needs to improve, but he's just just terrible. Like, and he can't, yeah. Or he's just, and it, you see this quite a lot, he just can't hack the English league. It's true. Mm. But yeah, like, Do you I think was... if he changed position, his name would change from Kepa to left back? <laughs> wow. Um, how long did it take you to figure that one out? Abdi? Uh, I was just waiting for you guys. I was, I was just waiting for you guys to finish up and drop that line. But, uh, <laughs> um, but just on Kepa, so like we've talked about Arsenal, we've talked about. Um, firstly, let's talk about um, five three. Because he did five goals, but how poor um, against Liverpool, obviously. Uh, how poor was that Ox goal to concede? Not not the build-up. I think Liverpool played really well. Yeah. He pushed it into the top of the net. Like, a good goalkeeper will get a strong hand to that and it might hit the crossbar, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But he he pushed that into... he Him and Pickford, I don't know. I feel like... Sass, like, it? Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Do you, do, you think, yeah, do you think Chelsea have ever practised set pieces ever? <laughs> it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. I thought Arsenal were bad at set pieces, but goodness me, these Aren't you know the Chelsea. Worst, though, in the league? Yeah, the worst Chelsea, league. Chelsea in the top in the top ten, they've conceded the most goals and they finished in the Champions League. When when you don't yeah. have when you don't have a centre half who can dominate in the air, it shows mm. they don't have mm. that. Yeah, but they finished in the Champions League spots, so I yeah, because is it could be the same bunch. next season if they don't because they're like, there's no denying their attack is yeah. is good. And they play fluid football, so they can beat. They can beat pretty much. You could say any team in the league on their day, mm. but that defense is just it lets them down time after time. And and the goalkeeper, and uh, well, particularly the goalkeeper. Uh, but I was going to say though, on that on that Ox thing, just to give him a little bit of due, like mm. I just think he <laughs> might have got thrown off a little bit with the Curtis Jones dummy. Yeah, it kind of dummy. I don't know, but I don't know, mm. but yeah, and then and then Ox was just there to. Now there there was a lot of power in the shot, but still Kepa man, if you're a decent keeper, you you and he got a full hand to that. He put nah nah, I'm sorry. He should excuse <laughs> to say that. No, no, no. Man didn't even move for transfer kick. Oh bro. And how much was what he did he cost? Seventy two million. Seventy two. And Jesus. I think they'd be lucky to get forty for him. Wow, I'm not even joking either. They're gonna take a no, they will take a big loss. <laughs> Definitely take a big that loss. That was a big risk. <laughs> That was a big, big risk signing in from Atletico Bilbao, and it just flopped majorly. Yeah. He's an awful keeper. Um, I just hope he's not listening. 
<laughs> no. if, he, if he is listening, take this as constructive criticism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah calling him an awful goalkeeper is constructive. <laughs> bro, you might as well just give up the sport, man. I mean, <laughs> bro, if you're getting sub for Willy Caballero, I think I think that says more than anything. Let's be honest. Yeah, he demoralised him, man. Yeah, he must have. I think he went downhill from when he started having had a tantrum in the League Cup final. Yeah, when you yeah, went. Yeah, I've never liked him from then. I thought that was a disrespect mm. to Sari, man. I've that never was liked that him. was a disrespect. Sari was Sari was weakened then, man. If I was if I was Sari, I would have gone into the pitch and dragged him off by the <laughs> Well, I would have said this game's not continuing until you walk off the pitch. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I'll I'll tear down this whole stadium, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, move on to the Man United, um, who secured a third spot. So Chelsea secured fourth by beating oh. Nil. And Man United secured third by beating um, Leicester two 0 Now, just before we go into the into this game, um, did you see? And I, I'm gonna read this um, this thing out. You probably you pro- you guys have probably seen it. Um, don't know why I'm stuttering. Uh, you guys <laughs> probably, seen it. but here we go. So a, a guy he bet ten pounds that Lingard wouldn't score yeah, or, or get an assist no. in the during the season. He was about to win six hundred and seventy pounds, but in the last kick, no. uh, Lingard goes and scores. Oh, the ninety-eighth minute oh, from so from, a, from an error. From an error, how like you must be pissed. Like I would be so big. <laughs> Oh my God. But also, you're about a whole season without contributing at all. If you're on I was about to say, you're a professional footballer and you haven't done anything all season. Trust. He's meant to be in the prime of his career right now. Yeah. 28 years old. Anyway. Nah, he should leave United. I'm sure he'll leave anyway. Sorry, what, Abdi? The prime of his career is on Instagram, mate. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think Lingard's been done for a while. Um, but. It is what it is, isn't it? Um, so yeah, you need so to get a trim, by the way. You need I mean, to get a trim, bro. I don't care about Lingard that much to worry about his trim. Oh, he should right. care the way it looks. Right. She's right, though. It looks dusty as well. So, how do you guys feel about Man United and Chelsea being in Champions League next season? Well, I know there was a lot on Twitter about um, Arsenal fans saying, I love how. You know, United fans used to laugh at us for always celebrating when we get top four. And when they get third, they act like they've won the league, which, to be fair, is a fair point. But I think they're allowed to be happy because, really, to finish third, I think that's a big achievement for Oli. Because, you know, people were writing him off. Um, mm. But I, if I was a United fan, I, I would see it as other teams around them bottled it. Like, Leicester, for me, bottled it. Wolves. Arsenal and Tottenham have been terrible, let's be honest. So, is it an achievement? I don't know, but... You know. I, all right, I think I think it is an achievement because it, at one point yeah. they were in the bottom half of the table and it was looking really bleak. Um, and it doesn't matter if other teams bottle it, it just matters that you manage yeah, to... Yeah, no, of course. Because Liverpool aren't going to go, oh, Man City were in their best this season, so we're not going to accept yeah, the Premier League title, true. wait for them to come true. back next. No, nah, Liverpool are celebrating. Yeah. Yeah, no matter about that twenty-five point gap. <laughs> like no, so someone said on um, I read somewhere that the, 
back like ten years ago, this would have been classed as a catastrophe for United to to finish third behind their two biggest mm. rivals in football. But um, you move their their fixture list though. What I will, just one thing about that is that I feel like most of the teams chasing for top four qualification at the start of lockdown could have could have given that run of fixtures picked up the momentum that they did as well yeah, not taking anything 100%. away from them because they played well while they did it no denying yeah. that but if the the fixture list was theirs for the taking and Mark, yeah. to be fair a lot of people um put that assessment um against them when they lost against chelsea to say that when they came up against a big team they couldn't they couldn't um they couldn't do it so and just one thing i'll say is um I, I think we do need to give Man United some credit because turn of the year they were like 10 points off top four and, then they mm-hmm. well. and um, like you said you did say though that um, uh, their fixing list after lockdown was quite good for them like quite generous but uh, we forget that only Liverpool did better than them in the big games so yeah the games against the top seven top, top six top seven as well so um, you have to give them some credit as well. I think the only team they lost to in the top top seven ish is against Arsenal and and, and Liverpool. And they yeah. beat everyone up. And to yeah, be that's... fair, to be fair to them, actually, they had a good transfer window as well. Like I think bringing Bruno Fernandez in, even getting Agallo in as well. I think I think it's been it's benefited. <laughs> Why are you not? No, that was smart getting Fernandez in. That he he's made a big impact. I think he's cemented top four for them, in my opinion. Mm. Not all on his own. Obviously, Greenwood as well has been like a new signing. But yeah, just, go. let me just just quickly whilst Abdi's drawn me out. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Um, <laughs> just just uh, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not discrediting United at all. I just. I was kind of just saying that the, the fixture list was kind. Obviously, yeah. you have to yeah. go and win those games, though. So what they did is they played football well and they won the majority of them. And I think they actually have the most points post lockdown yeah. out of all, all the clubs. They, they've done well to get into the position that they're in. Uh, next season will be interesting, though. So yeah, got a definitely. lot of football. Got a lot of football to play, and there's a pretty short break up ahead. So it's it's, it's going to be a very interesting season next year. Um, yeah. We're not. We're not gonna. Okay, and they <sighs> yeah. So for those who couldn't hear, uh, Adi said, "I hope they implode and get relegated." Um, oh wow! <laughs> um, <laughs> Tanya, uh, before we move on with, because we're not going to cover every game. Come on, let's be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about that Spurs game. I know you were half awake, but um, what do you think? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, it was a bit disappointing, to be honest, the performance. I thought we would have gone out there and got the three points. But um, I think what happened was, after the first half, I think Mourinho knew the result against Chelsea. And I think in the second half, he was just like, you know what, play for the draw. Which is fair. Um, You obviously saw him celebrate at the end, getting Europa League. But I mean, overall, it's not been a great season, has it? You have to say, to, to get six is an achievement for us, whether you like it or not. We were 14th when Mourinho came in. You know, there has been some improvement. There's been a bit of momentum like in the in, since the restart. But, I mean, look, it's good. I think we need to be in Europe. I want to win that Europa League 
I don't care. I want to win it. I'm not going to just yeah. be in it for the sake of being in it. I want to win it. We've got two shots to, two chances to get Champions League, finish fourth <laughs> or get win Europa. But I just don't care. We're winning that that cup. It has to be priority right. for me. Bold words. No, man. I'm, I'm, we've got Mourinho now. No excuses. Oh, here we go. Uh, this isn't, this. also, this is way before we've seen who Tottenham bring in and sell. So this is a bold, bold statement. Yeah, yeah. We've got Batongan's obviously on his way now. Left he's him. gone. He's left. He's gone. He's yeah. gone. Did you see they went at McDonald's, you know, after the game to celebrate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found that quite sweet. Um, but no, I just, transfers, that's going to be interesting, I think. Well, we'll very, talk very about interesting. in a sec. Yes, um, but we'll talk about that later. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um, but yeah, so... we were dreadful. We were dreadful. <laughs> Harry Kane scored again, though. That's a positive. Who the hell did Tottenham play? I don't even know. Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. All this time she speaks, I'm like, who the hell did they play, you know? Oh, I'm so Yeah, it was Crystal Palace. Palace. At Selhurst Park. Yeah, Harry Kane scored. So that's that's a good sign going into next season. He's he's firing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, But again, I just felt it was a bit flat for me. Considering like the form that Crystal Palace has been in, we shouldn't be playing like that against them. Mm. But. You got the job done, though. You were right. You pro- like he probably got wind of the Chelsea result. Yeah. And, yeah. and just thought, you know what? It's, it's not worth us all that going all out attack now, just yeah. in case we can see uh, can see the second. Yeah. Um, so with not much else to kind of play for in the in, at the end of the season, um, there was one more thing to be decided which was the golden boot and that was between Vardy Ings and Aubameyang uh, Aubameyang needed a hat-trick to equal Jamie Vardy's mm. 23 goals for the season and Ings also uh, needed a hat-trick um, I think Ings oh. and Aubameyang were on 20 um, Ings scored again so he, he he went up to 21 Aubameyang got 2 to 22 but Jamie Vardy top scorer of the Premier League Congratulations! Like that's a big thing for him. I think Ings Ings was on twenty-two. He he was on twenty-one and he needed two. He scored one, so he finished level with Aubameyang. Okay, fair enough. Um, but no, I mean, big up Vardy, man. You know, thirty-three. Um, and he's had everyone knows about his mad journey to the Premier League. Uh, to finish top scorer. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, no, good on him. Premier League winner and Premier League Golden Boot winner. Well, yeah. I, I'll be honest, though, I, I really don't think that will outweigh his kind of sadness at missing out on top four. Mm. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think, like, it's, a, it's nice for him to look back on, but in, in the moment right now, I reckon he's <laughs> still fuming. 100%. I mean, it was all in Leicester's hands and they all it, well, Do you know, fun fact, ever since, um, I think it was Leicester beat Southampton 9-0, yep. and ever since that game... Southampton picked up two more points than Leicester. Rah. Yeah. Oh, it just crazy. shows you like it kind of transformed Southampton's season and, and Leicester just couldn't keep up the standards, I guess. And, and players yeah. got injured, legs got tired. And what I will say is big up Southampton because everyone was writing them off at, um, after that 9-0. They were like, it's done for Southampton. Mm. They're, they're, um, yeah, they're done true. out here. But... Ralph Hasenhutl has done a really good job there, and and I mean we spoke about it before. You know he's got his players playing a system, and they and they 
you know, he's getting the best out of certain players like Ings and he's he's shored up the defence as best as he can. Um, with such a small squad, I might add, that when injuries yeah. and red cards do come, they do struggle, but, you know. I think he's a really good manager. I yeah, think, yeah, I, I reckon. And I really like that he kept the faith throughout the season with Shea Adams, who was yep. a proper bagsman in the championship last season, and he brought him for a reason. Yeah, and he and he didn't. He wasn't scoring for a long period of time, but he has stuck with him, persevered, and he he's, he's actually starting to repay him now with performances and goals. Yep, I like to see that from a manager. I just giving a player time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's nice to to see also players who, you know, they struggle but they keep at it and then they get their just just rewards. So, yeah. Um, so Liverpool played Newcastle um, and they won three one. Sadio Mane. On the score sheet oh. again. Oh, on, Mark. Mercurial. I love that guy. <laughs> no, listen. I, I was him. I was sitting here on um, Sunday watching the game, obviously. And bruv, like thirty seconds in, we're one nil down. I was so shocked. Like, I was looking. At, I was just looking at it. Like it was. It was. I don't know if you guys have seen the highlights. I saw or, the goal. Yeah. yeah. It, it was. Yeah. It was quick thinking by Shelby, who's who's. Yeah. Range of passing is just stupidly ridiculous and he proved that throughout the game but then we we kind of clicked into second or third gear and, and second half we really played well and that, Arigi that, scored I, it, a good goal in it Arigi scored a good goal although if you did actually watch the game he was pretty quiet I have to say and, and not much was going oh. for him until that goal but but, some, but I was just going to say sometimes for a striker that is the game you know, yeah, well, he was out on the left, and he, he was he's played on the left for us most times this season when he comes on or he, or when he starts. Uh, we had Minamino in that kind of false line role, who impressed me a lot. Impressed me a lot. Came close to scoring a couple of times. Quick thinking, quick on the ball with his feet, and then who was on the right ox? Yeah, if we're keeping it short and sweet, it, it was good to end the end the season on a win. Um, but, Two wins in a yeah. row. Two wins in a row. There was a notable difference in quality, though. So we replaced yeah. our whole front three with our real front three after about 65, 70 minutes. And when those three come on, man, you just, you actually, yeah. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. But our, our, whole, our whole quality of play just goes up tenfold. Did, did, did Alana play? No. Oh, Klopp violated, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Klopp was, was the one who got him the, the deal to stay on for these last six games because he said he deserves to kind of be in and around that kind of atmosphere while we win it, like while we get the trophy and stuff. And now it's official. He's a Brighton player. Correct. Mm. And I think there was, he, from what I'm reading, it was he wanted to return to the South Coast and they were willing to uh, offer him like a, a big leadership role on and off the pitch. Fair enough. So it's an interesting, and he took number fourteen to kind of pay tribute to Jordan Henderson, which Aww. is yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll slide straight past that one. <laughs> now, um, now we've got our WTATL end of season awards. So, Abdi, would you like to take it away? Oh wait, before we we didn't mention Aston Villa actually. Well, we said that they, they stayed up. But yeah, they, they drew 1-1. One, one. <laughs> there's the no mention. <laughs> but I think Tanya wants to talk about something specific. No, I just, you know, 
Jack Grealish, man. Come on. He's, he's, he's a superstar. He's a superstar, man. I love that guy. Do you know how happy I was they they stayed up? I was so happy. Not even about Jack Grealish, yeah. I actually just love Aston Villa. I don't know what it is. I like their manager. I just, I'm, I'm proper pleased for them, man. But what's the difference between Aston Villa doing well and Sheffield United doing well? Anyway, can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to give Grealish. You have to give Grealish some credit. That guy. Yeah, come on, man. Whole team on his back and made them survive. <laughs> when when, yeah. when your your options for 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 creating chances for Samata, Samata, and even oh. David, I don't think he's played football. I think that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> he is not a footballer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, congrats to, to Villa because obviously everyone had like again uh, kind of ruled them out of the of the fight and th- and before yeah, lockdown before lockdown they were second bottom and they were yeah. like um, they were it looked really bleak because they looked like they were cutting adrift. What I will say though, what I will like technology say, in it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they survived by a point which they gained from the Sheffield United yeah. game. Which they should have lost. Yes, that is so true. Yeah. So true. <laughs> well, apparently Bournemouth and Watford's lawyers are looking at ways in which they can go to court and stuff. But apparently it's, it's written in, I don't know, I can't remember what it was actually, but it was kind of written in. There's a few bits there that it's, like it's not guaranteed to be 100%. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah. But um, Roy Keane didn't like them celebrating, which I'm like, this guy, man, you are such a grump. Like... No, nah, I can't. Like, that whole him. scene, man. I love that whole little scene. There. Yeah, I loved it. They stayed up in the Premier League. Why is it like, oh, they haven't won anything? Like, I just think this guy, man, you need to lighten up a bit, you know? I think it's difficult for, for people like Roy Keane, who don't have a heart, is like when... Um, <laughs> when you really don't. When you spent the, the majority of your career, or the, your entire career, at the top, like with Man United, <laughs> and you don't like know what it's like to, to go through a relegation battle and survive on the final day after you've been, like, counted out. Didn't he go for relegation battles as manager? Like Sunderland and Nipsey and all that. Yeah, but he probably tried to kill a couple of players, like, <laughs> good enough. <laughs> so that's the mentality there. But uh, I'm talking as a, as a player, like, you, you see Jack Grealish running across to, to jump on, like, and hug Dean yeah. Smith. That's, like, a big thing, you know? Um, all right, let's finally move on. Yeah, um, sorry. WTATL End of Season Awards. Addy, over to you. Okay, guys, welcome to the inaugural end of season awards. <laughs> WTATL uh, so, end of season awards. Come on, man. Yeah, one job. Not are you done? Enough, man. Are you done? <laughs> one job, man. <laughs> the WTATL end of season awards. All right, okay. So what we did this is I did ten, almost ten categories, and about five or six nominees for each category and I sent it out to a few of our to these three and you sent it out to a few other listeners as well like Elijah who's contributed to the podcast and Ardian as well and I sent it out to a couple other people as well so we have eight votes in total eight votes for each award and I've got the winners for you now so um the first award is the WTATL uh player of the year and the nominees were Kevin De Bruyne, Sadio Mane, Jordan Henderson, Marcus Rashford, Danny Ings, and Virgil van Dijk. So this one was actually very tight. It actually came down to one vote. The top two were 
De Bruyne and Mane. And the winner of the best player of WTAPL is, doing it with the drum roll, is <laughs> Sadio Mane. Congratulations. These are all celebrate because they all voted for Mane. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, for the award, hey, hold for on. the next award. Sorry. Hold, shall we just say Mane, what a great season. But obviously, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne as well, worthy. Oh, like, it was so them. close. Were, yeah. were good. I mean, I 20 think... years from, from De Bruyne this season, equaling Thierry's record. and But yeah, Mane's special player. I mean, yeah. I think, all, guys, list, well, I think all of these guys had good seasons. Um, yeah. Noticeable by his lack of votes is Jordan Henderson, which, you know, comes as a surprise to some certain people who named him the FWA Football of the Year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you know what? I, I, thought, I thought it was... Did you pick these? Did you pick the, like, the contenders? The well? yeah, yeah. I thought it was a bit cheeky to put Marcus Rashford in. But mm. I, I think if you're looking at on-the-pitch performances, he was injured for a big bit. I don't know. I think he had a very good season, but yeah. Oh, there's discontent in the ranks. Ooh. Discontent in the room. <laughs> and the way the way I see this is uh, next year. Do you want to do it? Say nothing. Say nothing. He was a good choice for the this man. No question, Frank. Okay, the next award is the Young Player of the Year, and I've strict ages strict twenty two and under. So. Guys like Jack Grealish, he's 24. He's not a young player. <laughs> Last year, Raheem Sterling got it when he was 24. James Madison, 23. So it's 22 and under. So the nominees were Dean Henderson of Sheffield United, Marcus Rashford, although someone clearly doesn't like Marcus Rashford here. No, I, no, I, I like Marcus Rashford a lot. But, yeah. <laughs> These narratives. Um, we've got Gabriel Martinelli from Arsenal. Uh, Christian Pulisic from Chelsea. Um, Bukaya Saka from Arsenal, Mason Greenwood from Man United, and Trent Alexander-Arnold from Liverpool. So the top two were Mason Greenwood and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. It is no oh, surprise that by a vote of seven to one, Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> what are you saying is close for? <laughs> seven to one. Who yeah. voted for Greenwood? That is a biased uh, no, name no, and shame. Elijah and shame. Greenwood. Yeah, Elijah. 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 It's a little bit. Right. No. Can I say? Can I just? I'm pointing out one more cheeky one there. If you're if you're looking for breakout of the season, I'm with you, but not young player Martinelli. He he hasn't even played for half of the season. But if you're if you're talking, I'm, if you're talking, no, if you're talking breakout player of the season, I'm fully with you on that. Young player, I wouldn't have him in there. No, no, I'm not. Cause it's not about, for me, it's not about the quality of the player. He's on that list in terms of quality. But I'm talking if we're looking at the actual season. I don't know. Season, yeah. Uh, but no shout out, Trent. What a, what a season. Um, came second in the assist um leaderboard. Uh, 14, Won I think it was. Broke his own record that he broke last season. Which and he's is only 21, 21 or 22, whatever he is. It's a, it's a joke, man. What were you doing at 22 or 21? Let's right, move on. You asked that bare viciously. Let's move on. Go on, You're bare loud. My bad, my bad. Uh, yeah, I didn't think this would be that hard to be honest because, you know, you've got a hate in the room, but yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no more from me, no more. All right, all right, okay, cool. So the best signing 
best signing, which I think Mark will hate this one even more. Um, I've gone with uh, the nominees are Aaron Wambisaka, Christian Pulisic, um, Bruno Fernandes, uh, Mateo Kovacic, Danny Ings, Iose Perez, and Yuri Tiedemann. And it came down to two players. Uh, by a vote of six to two, uh, the best signing is Bruno Fernandes. Yes, had to be, had to be. Who got the um? Who got the two? Kovacic. That was me and Ardian. Yeah, not not really? bad shout to be fair. But come on, Bruno came but, in yeah, and transformed yeah. United. That was a no-brainer for me. I was like, 100 For me, too, as well. I can't lie. Also, can I just say, uh, noticeable by his absence was Maguire from that list. Oh, yes. Of course. <laughs> you had to get that one, didn't it? Yeah, just last time. Last time. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Maguire should have... I forgot to miss him out on the next award, which is the worst signing. The nominee for the worst signing is uh, Changi in Dombele. Um, my favourite player, Danny James. Uh, <laughs> David Luiz. Um, Joe Linton. Uh, we've got Dan- uh, Danny Drinkwater, times two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moise Keane. And Pablo Fornal. So, this, this will be interesting. Uh, yeah, we've had a vote for four different players. Oh. clean... Win the clear winner. So we had a one vote for Danny Drinkwater from Junior. Yeah. One vote for David Luiz. That was from Elijah. One ah. vote for Jose. I can't remember who it was. But, um, one vote for who? Four votes. What, what was that? One vote for Ndombele. And one okay. vote for David Luiz. And the okay. clear winner by four votes is Joe Linton. Yeah. yeah. That's who I voted for. I voted for him as well. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I had? I'm surprised. Well, I'm not, but because he's very young. But I was very close to putting Moyes Keen there, simply yeah. because I expected a lot more from him. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty. No, and two. And he's got one or two goals. Two. Mm. Scored one on the final day. But he, he he's got time. Time's on his side. I was gonna say though, one and Dombele for me should have been in the next category. But um, we'll get to, we'll who, get to. who voted for him anyway? Who voted for him? <laughs> I can't remember. Hold on, no, no. Was it, Does, it doesn't even matter, Tanya. Relax. He didn't win. He didn't win. <laughs> I know, I know. Although, Let's if you win that one, is that like losing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, go on, move on. What do you get? You don't get anything good or value, do you? So, um, <laughs> all right, the next award is the biggest disappointment. Bracket player, so for a player. So this could be someone you had, you know, decent expectations, high expectations of, and you just had a really poor season. Um, so that's the way I distinguished it from the other award, uh, the worst signing. So it's a player who's already been here. So uh, the nominees for this award are Mesa Ozil, Alex Lacazette, Mishi Batshuayi, Felipe Anderson, uh, Jilfied Sigerson. Uh, Ryan Fraser, Hector Bellerin, quite a lot of nominees for this one. <laughs> Jesse Lingard, um, oh. Deli Ali, and Wilfred Zaha. Can I just say that I find it very, um, I, me personally, I feel like 
Bellerin had a really bad injury. So to be included on this list, I think you have to give him time. Not all players bounce back like straight away and it takes players a while to to get to to you know back to full fitness and their form and all that kind of stuff. But anyway. Uh, do you want to do this one next year? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to be that teacher, bruv? Why do you think you're that teacher? Trust me. Abby the teacher who slams his fist on her desk like, right. We're not learning until you start speaking. No, you speaking. know what he is. <laughs> Junior's a fan of Bellerin, isn't it? Because he's got the earring and that. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, for the next 20 minutes, we're going to be talking about Junior's hairstyle and his earrings. So, <laughs> back in 20 minutes. No, let's back, back, to, back to the category. All right, so we had uh, two votes for Deli Ali, uh, one vote for Felipe Anderson, one vote for Jesse Legard, but the clear winner of the biggest disappointment of a 1920 or a player is Meza Ozil. <laughs> See, I didn't vote him. You know why? Because he's not played. That's How a disappointment. Because ju- yeah, he's like, he's, he's not a- played though. Yeah, you but he's, a- I mean? he's supposedly, suppo- he's supposedly Arsenal's best player or best playmaker. And, and he's just, yeah, he's just not it. Yeah, and it's no, a reason. I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so the next category is the biggest disappointment club. So, this is... I was waiting for that. Some long balls. I don't know how to name these. I just put biggest disappointment brackets club. So, I don't know. How, how do you announce um, in a good way? Anyway, so, these are just clubs that have disappointed you throughout the season. Were falling well short of expectations. So the nominees are Crystal Palace, and I put Crystal Palace in there purely since the restart because they won against Bournemouth and then they lost seven in a row. Yeah, and then they got yeah, against nice. Tottenham at the end. So oh. yeah, that was pretty cool. And then the next next nominee is West Ham, who spent probably close to 100, 200 million last two seasons. Should be nowhere near down the bottom, and there they were. Watford again, another we talked about earlier. Watford, who have, you know, who have a squad that should be nowhere near down there, got relegated. Everton, who I think everyone in in I don't think anyone in outside of Everton rates them in terms of their play. <laughs> <laughs> and then the two other ones, which are very clear, is Tottenham and Arsenal, who have been super disappointment disappointing. So um, this one was quite close actually. We had one vote for West Ham. Two votes yeah. each for Tottenham and Everton, but the winners, of course, are Arsenal. The biggest disappointment in 1920. Yeah, I, couldn't pick, though, I couldn't pick between Arsenal and Tottenham because, for me, I think they've been equally as disappointing. And the reason why I say that is when you think of where Tottenham were last season in the Champions League final to just scrape the Europa League, I mean, it's been awful. We've got, we've got rid of Potts. <laughs> We had injuries, and then obviously Arsenal. You ain't finished outside the top six in like twenty five years. So for me, I couldn't. I couldn't pick between the two. To be honest, it's been mad. It's been a madness for, for us two, man. Uh, but the thing is, you would have finished tenth if, but if um, Burnley and Sheffield United didn't lose on the last day. So that's yeah. just, we got. We got finished. We got eight by luck. So mm. <laughs> anyway, well, I voted West Ham there. <laughs> Yeah, Marvo West Ham. And I, really? I, only because I just feel there's there's way too much talent in that squad for them to be worrying about relegation 35 games in. Way yeah. too much talent. Mm, it's yeah. true. 
And Everton as well. For me, that was that was up there as well. Everton have been mm. well. We've already said it. Awful. I, I thought it was kind of harsh to include Crystal Palace in in that because at the beginning of the season, all you expect Crystal Palace to do is solidify their place in the in the Premier League, which mm. they did way before lockdown. So it's not like they were pushing for anything. Since lockdown, they've been the worst team in the league. Like losing no, I, seven on the back is really bad. <laughs> no, I know, but what I'm saying is, all they set themselves for when they go into a season is to stay up, solidify their position in the Premier League. And they did that way before lockdown. So that's why I don't yeah. feel like it's not a disappointment because yeah. their, their players basically on holiday. When they beat Bournemouth, they were guaranteed not to go down. Mm. I yeah, hear you. Maybe right, next, I, I, I hear you. Maybe next year you can do this. Do you know who Abby is? She's one of those people who can't take criticism. <laughs> it's like, you can do it then. Go on. Uh. <laughs> You can take over because clearly you want to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next award, next award is more a more positive one. The best manager of the season. So I've come up with five nominees. So we talked about Ralph Hassan Hutel, who you know obviously turned it around from the nine nil debacle, and then you know also as well helping Danny Ings to a, a, a really good season, twenty two Premier League goals. I also went with Sean Dyche as well was another nominee. Sean Dyche, who Burnley finished 10th. Everyone really was tipping them to be struggling down the bottom as well, like they did last year. I wouldn't have put him on the list. <laughs> Sorry, Karen, continue. I'll do this one for you. Do you want to do this next year, Tanya? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> Tan, if, if you didn't like that, that last one, you won't like the next one, Chris Walker. <laughs> Sheffield United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what? You're not going to tell me how you feel about it. <laughs> that wasn't my second choice, you know. I, look, big, I have to big him up. I don't like the team, but big him up in it. Anyway, go on. Um, also, we've got Brendan Rodgers. Obviously, mm. he did very well with Leicester this year, and of course, Jurgen Klopp. So this one was not. Uh, I didn't agree with that one. I didn't agree with that one. What's he done? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I was like, I was looking at like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, this one was not close at all. We had one vote for Chris Wilder, which came from Junior, and, Name and seven, votes, seven votes for the Manager of the Year, nineteen twenty, Jurgen Klopp. Well Big Jurgs. I, I knew I knew Klopp was going to win, so I voted for Chris Wilder because I think <laughs> yeah. you know honourable mention to come second. You know, allow yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. That's allow true. the man. <laughs> one. Really, didn't, it wasn't really hard for me, and I'm going to say I I did fix it a little bit. So the worst <laughs> manager of the year, <laughs> the worst manager of the year, we had one nominee, and it has to go to the one, the only, the worst manager I've ever seen in my life. Come collect your awards. Come to the front, Unai Emery. Well done, mate. A hundred percent of the votes. Yeah, 100%, 100%, 100% of the vote. Eight votes for oh, you, so Unai Emery. Just on this uh, Unai Emery thing, do you see him, um, the picture of him trying to sign the the contract of Villarreal <laughs> with the pen lid on? Oh, leave him alone. Oh. I died oh. when I saw that. Like, I'm just trying to write, but it's got the pen lid on. <laughs> <laughs> it's no surprise oh. that as soon as he, it's no surprise that as soon as he's announced as the Villarreal manager, Sandy Cazorla left. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who else okay. would you have had though? I actually would have had David Moyes in there, you know. I yeah. would have put him in there. 
Who shot? What? Yeah. Worst manager. He, he, yeah, he, did you see the um, no. He, he come in and done well for that. Yeah, it's true. He did come uh, midway through Pellegrini. Pellegrini. Yeah. Nah, I think he's dead. No. It anyway, we've got one outstanding candidate, so there's really no Can point. Just, yeah, I know. Just because you don't like David Moyes doesn't mean that he's a bad no, man this season. No. Anyway, carry on, carry on. We've got loads to get through still. Honor- uh, an honourable mention for Jose Mourinho. <laughs> but, yeah. What? No, I just kidding. I just kidding. All right, okay, cool. So the next on. award. The next award is for a specialist position, the best goalkeeper. So the nominees for this award were Rui Patricio of Wolves, Cassius Michael. Bear in mind, I did come up with Cassius Michael before he made the error. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Pope, uh, Bernd Leno, uh, Dean Henderson and Alisson from Liverpool. So this was, this was actually quite close. This is probably the most competitive one. We had one vote mm-hmm. for Leno and that came from what? Tanya. Oh, we... what, Tanya! Tanya, what, what, what's going on there? No, yes, Tanya. Been... No, you cannot. I actually think, right? He's been the second best player for Arsenal this season. Second... That's my opinion. But that doesn't yeah. mean. Do you, but do you think he's been the best goalkeeper no, in the uh, Premier have... season? Yeah, but you have. But he's made crucial saves this season for Arsenal. I think he's been good. Yeah, he's I been good. Know, but I, but, but. I wanted to do what Junior did, you know, give him some credit, man. Everyone's going to pick Alisson. Come on. <laughs> no, I didn't pick Alisson. You'd be surprised. I didn't say, pick Alisson. You say that, really? but we've actually got... To be fair. We've actually got two votes apiece for three players. So we've got a three-way tie. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, wait, so is your vote, is your vote going to be the tiebreaker? Uh, yes, it is, actually. Yes, I just... Yes, actually, I'm the tiebreaker. So <laughs> we've got we've got two votes apiece for Nick Pope, Dean Henderson, and Allison. And drum roll, please. Announcing live. The WTATL best goalkeeper of 2019-20 is. Alisson, congrats! Big up, big like up. That. Yeah, I mean, it does say something really. It says something good about you that you he missed at least I think ten games and he's still yeah. been outstanding. You know, Might so I have to give it to him. So, all right. So the next one is a li- is a little bit less of an accomplished award. We've got the worst goalkeeper of two thousand nine. <laughs> this was actually actually pretty. Like it's actually pretty yeah. tough to choose. Uh, which is mad. There's been some really bad ones. <laughs> so, the nominees. We've got an exceptional candidate in Roberto from West Ham who played about five games and made his way into the list for being such a shambles. <laughs> We've got Jordan Pickford, an outstanding candidate, Jordan Pickford of Everton. We've got David De Gea, another outstanding candidate. <laughs> and the aforementioned Kepa Ariza Balaka. <laughs> so, Ariza Balaga, I think this is how you pronounce it. That so, is correct. We've got one vote for Roberto, one vote for David De Gea, and a resounding six votes for Kepa Ariza Balaga. Hey! <laughs> Congratulations, Kepa. Hopefully, you've been over preseason and then you'll be there. Uh, mad. I, yeah, I'm surprised no one voted for Pickford. I was very close to doing yeah, that. Yeah, no, but for me, it was between Kepper and Pickford, but Kepper 
outstanding at being together. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's going to send us some abuse on Twitter. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine this in real life, like a real award ceremony? Like an oh award for goodness. the worst goalkeeper in the Prem. Could you come up to the stage, please? <laughs> could you imagine? Imagine <laughs> seeing your face as a nominee as well. <laughs> All of it. Everyone has just got their head down. Right. So the next award is for the best goal. The best goal of 2019-20. Bear with me, we've got a lot of nominees here. I'm just going to read them out as quickly as possible. So, first nominee is IU versus West Ham, the solo goal. Um, Son versus Burnley, again, another solo. We've got De Bruyne's hit from outside the box against Newcastle. We've got Salah's versus Newcastle, the little Firmino flick. Go into the bottom corner. We've got Grealish when he put a top bins against Man United. Yeah, that was my second. Bidra versus Southampton. Nice volley into top corner. We've got Jahan Baksh against Chelsea, the overhead kick. Uh, De Bruyne's free kick against Chelsea. We've got Pepe's curler against Brighton. We've got Deli Ali taking out the air against Man United. Um, and finishing, we've got Martial's little trickery thing and chip against Watford. And the team goal from back to front. From Bruno against May night against Brighton. Sorry. So yeah, this one was a little bit tight. Yeah, we had a vote a piece for Ayu against West Ham and De Bruyne against Chelsea. Uh, we've had two votes for De Bruyne's volley against Newcastle, and the winner of the best goal 2019-20 is Son versus Burnley. Yeah. Yes, come on, Son. With what five five votes? Four votes to vote. Four. Come on, had to be, man. Yeah. Had to be. I, I, I had to well. give it to that one as well. I voted got, for um, De Bruyne versus Chelsea. The of the season as well. well, I yeah. had, um, yeah, I had IU and, and De Bruyne versus Newcastle actually were my f- top three when I was trying to rattle it down. Mm. My top three were the Son goal versus Burnley, the De Bruyne goal versus Chelsea and the team Man United goal against Brighton. Yeah. They're yeah. all good, to be fair. They're all, they're yeah. all good. All cracking goals. All right. For the last award, WPATR <laughs> Awards is the best game. entertaining game of 2019-20. Got a few awards here. We've got a few nominees here, so just bear with me. We've got Norwich versus Man City early in the season 3-2. That was an excellent game. Sheffield United, Sheffield United versus Man United 3-3. Boo! <laughs> We've got Norwich versus Chelsea, 3 2. Applause right, for that one. <laughs> We've got, uh, the one sided game, Southampton versus Leicester, 9 0. Uh, Wolves, Wolves versus Man City, 3 2. Got Arsenal versus Tottenham, 2 2. Yeah. West Ham versus Brighton, 3 3. Uh, we've got Liverpool versus Everton, 5 2. You weren't clicking uh, like a spoken word. <laughs> it's because I can't be bothered to clap. <laughs> I won't be jumped off a spoken word for you guys now. Oh, my goodness. All right. All right. So, we've also got Liverpool versus Chelsea 5 3. Chelsea versus Man City 2 1. And Arsenal versus Aston Villa 3 2. So, this one, there was. I was very worried about this one because I thought I might get eight different answers, but 
We've got one vote for Norwich Man City, 3-2. We've got one vote for Sheffield United versus Man United, 3-3. We've got one vote for Wolves and Man City, 3-2. We've got one vote for Liverpool versus Everton, 5-2. Uh, we've got one vote for Chelsea versus Man City, 2-1. And the winner of the best bad. game... Are you done? Thank you. All right. The winner of the best game of 2019-20 is Liverpool versus Chelsea, 5-3. Very good. I was was actually on that note. That was my vote, actually. So what was that? Three votes for that and then five single votes. Yeah, a a vote piece for all of us. I was was saying that, that game for me took it. But I feel like that would have been more widely recognised, if that makes sense, if there were fans in the stadium and that exact yeah. same game happened. If that yeah. makes sense. I voted but, for um, Sheffield United versus Man United because um, Man United were two goal. They were Man United were two goals down. Then they were three <laughs> two up, and then Sheffield United scored in like stoppage time to to make it three three. That was an epic game. Yeah. And everyone else is wrong. So there you are. <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it, guys. Your awards for 2019-20. If you agreed with them, thank you. If you disagreed, keep your pins to yourself. I'm just kidding. Get <laughs> <laughs> us up on the socials and let you know what you think. I'm sure Mark will throw this up there. No pressure. Oh, <laughs> and, and I'm sure Mark will, will be happy to disagree if you bring up Rashford or, or anyone like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you get some rage right. tweets, it's from Mark. No one else. Yeah. No way, it's all Tanya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send you a piece of her way. Oh, you're so. Oh, aren't you? All right. Um, well, thank you, Abdi, for, for prepping all of that stuff. You're uh, welcome. Yeah, I enjoyed doing that as well. It was good, good fun. It was good to reminisce on the season as well. Um, but yeah, anyway, moving on, as football invariably does. Um, in two weeks, we have Champions League and Europa League in a space of two weeks. And, and, but before then, the transfer window is open. So let's talk about some rumours and stuff that's actually happened. So we mentioned before that Brighton have signed Alana. Chelsea mm-hmm. are trying to buy the world. So they've, they've already acquired uh, Timo Werner and Ziyech. And they're so close to signing... Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Havertz. Yeah. Also... They've got, a, apparently, they've got a free goalkeeper list of Oblak, Nick Pope, and, um, I mean, just those two. I don't even care who the, the third one is. But, yeah, they've got, they're searching for a keeper. And between all of this, they actually need a left-back and a centre-back. So, it's actually quite crazy, to be honest. Mm. Mm. What yeah. Are they not being linked? They're not linked with the centre-back then. I think their main focus right now is to sign a goalkeeper. Bro, 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 how much money can you spend in one summer? Though? Like, what is it? It's true, it it like... will be 80, 90 mil on Havertz. Werner oh, was, what, Jesus. 50? ZH was, what, 40? 45, I think. 45. A new fair. keeper is not going to be cheap, given that they want a keeper that can be their number one for, oh, I would guess, six or seven years. That's what they, you'd be try- looking for. They're trying to swing Kepa as part of the deal. That's making me, yeah, that's, that's turning me away more. Like. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm good. <laughs> You'll give me extra money. <laughs> and they're sniffing around um, Declan Rice, aren't they? So yeah. they need a centre back. They want to play him as centre back. So 
Yeah. I think he's a good centre back. I feel like he's got talent style that are working in midfield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, Tottenham are close to signing Hoiberg. Tanya. Yeah. How you feel? I mean, I'm trying to like agree with what Mark was saying before, and I think you, Junior, like, okay, it's not a massive, massive signing, but actually, he is Premier League proven. Um, he's still quite young, isn't he? I don't think he's. How old is mm, he? Like, like 24, 25. Yeah, he's still quite young. So. Doesn't he, or did he, on occasion, captain them? Yeah, no, he yeah. was captain, and then so, he, was, yeah. he said he wasn't going to sign a new deal, and mm. then he, um, they took it away from him. So Ward Prowse is now a captain. And to be fair, I think he's a player that we need um, in mm. that role. So actually, it's not a bad signing. I just, yeah, hopefully we can get that over the line. You got to remember that uh, players like Wayne Alden we signed from Newcastle, Robertson we signed from Hull. Yeah, signing from true, yeah. it, it doesn't if you, if you if the coaching staff kind of identify a player. As a mm. fan, for me personally, it shouldn't matter where they come from. If the player's been identified, he's coming in for the right reasons. I think he's a good player as well. Yeah, so do I. Um, well, apparently, uh, the Saints value him at £25 million, <laughs> But Spurs have made an initial offer of £15 million, So This guy, man. See what I mean about Levy? This guy is so tight. <laughs> Listen, he didn't, trust me, he didn't secure the bag. He didn't, he didn't secure his own money without learning how to... Like barter and, I and mean, try and bring the fair, price down. Yeah, I get that. To be fair, I don't think twenty five million is a bit mad. Like I think fifteen million is more is more, you know. But if that's twenty five million, twenty five billion these days is like five billion. So not to us. Twenty five million these days, yeah, it's kind of like just average price for players. Not to leave you, that's like a hundred billion, man. Right. This guy moves mad. <laughs> Yeah, I saw somewhere, and this is just a rumour, but I just wanted to get Mark's opinion, <clears throat> uh, that uh, Saar from uh, Watford is being linked with Liverpool. Ooh, I've, no. I've seen the, the rumours, and uh, he would be the perfect backup. To the, to the front three because he can play left and right and he still offers us that pace and that trickery and that directness which is what Salah and Mane offer yeah. us but it's about whether he'd be which I'm sure he would he's young he's 22 yeah. it's about coming in and learning from the three that are there already but understanding that he'd be coming in to, to basically sit on the bench and, and start FA Cup games League Cup games odd league game here and there but I, yeah it would excite me a lot I'm not going to lie because he is so young Mm. That by the time like your Mane's and your Salas leave, he'd be twenty five, twenty six, and hopefully ready. So to then start. you'd might you might have something like um, Saw, Minamino, and an asterisk on the left wing. Yeah, your front three could be. Or Minamino, Minamino on the left and Brewster down the middle. Oh yeah, yeah, Brewster. yeah I, I really, uh, I really, I'm so happy for for Rian Brewster and how that loan spell has gone for him. He, and he's just proved like he's a he's a proper bagsman, but he's also more than that. Like he's got technique there, and he, and he he's good with the ball. He's cute too. All right, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, you that was your next point, isn't it? That was Mark's next point. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Isn't he? Isn't he like just 
isn't like Mane his dad or something, bro. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, he, he was sending to Troyadini when they come to Anfield. I think it might have been last season. Oh, and he was like, yeah, look after my boy. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, and in terms of, of Arsenal, uh, I haven't really... Um, we've been loitering on this Partey deal for the longest time and and uh, who knows what's going to happen there, but... Just just get a Bamiang to sign the contract, man. Just just get that done. That will be don't get me started. Mate, that that needs to happen. And just get sent back. That's all you lot need, really. No, we need a creative builder. Can I just say yeah? Can I just say Arsenal, who have a guy who's the second top scoring, are seventeenth for chances creative. Created yet. I've got a guy who's second top scorer. Can you imagine if we had a little bit more chance created? What would you have scored? Like thirty thousand goals this year? <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. I think. I think if he played for Liverpool, he would have. He'd be in the thirties, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, Liverpool man so, in the thirties. So who do you guys want then in that in that creative role? Who do you Everyone. want? Who do you take want? it away. Everyone. So um, <laughs> you guys. Uh, obviously, there's guys who, let's be real, they're, they're outside of our price range. We're not going to get Jack Greedish, who he's definitely everyone's you know first choice for like you know teams who need that kind of player. Uh, I've spoken about Buendia before, and I and I stay stay on Buendia because I'm talking about like he's in top five for chances created, dribbles, and tackles in midfield, and mm. that is impressive for a guy who got relegated. Yeah, so um, I'm like I've I've heard there's possibility of a loan for Coutinho because he wants to come back to the Premier League. So I wouldn't be yeah. against Argentina, but we need a creative player because, bro, that Aston Villa game was hard <laughs> for me to watch. <laughs> we don't have a single chance creator in the entire team, so it's it's, it's painful. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that and also we definitely need a centre back. We need um, centre mid as well. That's why, like, I'd be very angry if we don't get Partey. Um, but who knows? To be honest, man, there's going to be a billion names throughout this transfer window. You know, all of our expectations are going to change. We're going to want this player. We're going to not want this player. We're not going to get this player. We are going to get this player. We don't know, to be honest. No one really knows. You're going to hear a bunch of rivers just take it with a pinch of salt as well, I say. I think Arsenal... No, go on, Junior. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, that's why I hate the transfer transfer period because it's just so many rumours. You get your hopes Mm. up and then you, you, you end up signing Francis Jeffers and it's just a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, no, nah, but but what? Yeah. on loan. Yeah, yeah. And J- Jack Rodwell, I heard, is looking for a club still. Um, I was gonna. Um, I know he's at Sheffield I was gonna United. Say, I think. <laughs> I was gonna say I think Arsenal and Tottenham are gonna find it quite hard because I think both of us need a lot of players. We don't just need like the one player or two. We need like <laughs> about four. Um, we've got to be smart. Oh, okay. Who's a better question? Who's a better question? Who do you want to go? Everyone individually for their club. So, Tanya, you go first. Who do you want to go? Um, Aurier. Say again? Aurier and Ben Davis. Okay, so you should want a pair of fullbacks, that's it. Yeah, I think that's what we need that desperately. I think. Mark, Mark, you can't say Lovren because he's already gone. And Lalana. You have to pick someone from the squad. Mark's on mute at the moment, so I think maybe you guys should go next. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just telling him. So when he does come back, he can't pick Lovren and Lalan because oh, yeah. they both left. Because <laughs> um, he can still hear us. <laughs> um, I'd say Ozil and um, and and uh, Mustafi. <laughs> just get out of my club, please. You just want two Mustafi. players gone. 
No, no, I thought we were only naming a couple. Or shall no. I name everyone? Oh, you guys, okay. Lacazette, Ozil, um, Lacazette, are you Brendosi, uh, oh uh, Socrates, Mustafi, uh, Kolasinac, God, get out of the club. Um, I think well, Holding as well. I Rob Holding, Holding yeah, go. sorry, mate, you're not good enough. Um, who else? I'm, I'm Chambers. No, I, no, Chambers. He's recovering. Really. He was all right this year when he played, so I'll keep Chambers. Who else? But I would happily sell every single centre back we have apart from Chambers <laughs> and sell because well, everyone else. I'm not naming David Luiz because we just got him, and I'm not naming Mari because we just got him. So it's the, they're obviously not going to leave. So that's why I didn't. Yeah, but name. you know what? Actually, Luiz, Mari, and the other guy you got coming, Saliba, mm, not too bad. Not too bad. No, we need a. <laughs> if you'd have watched yeah, watch the way Louise played against Watford the other day, you would say oh. differently. <laughs> that was spectacular. Well, that was quite a special. Five penalties now, isn't it? Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- yeah. David Louise has given away five penalties this season, the most. Anyway, mm. Mark, you can't pick Lalana and Lovren. I don't know if you heard that, but you can't pick Lalana and Lovren because they've already left. It's hard um, for Mark, man. It is hard. To be Mark. honest, there's not many I'd get rid of. The the one the one I, I would like a stronger backup keeper. I think the only reason we're actually out of the Champions League this season is because Adrian oh. played the second leg. And That's right, Mark. That's right, Mark. Name and shame. And, well, no, I can't get out of it. He's been very good for us, and in the league, I, I couldn't really fault him. But Look at him, ready, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him backtracking already, bro. <laughs> oh, Go away. All right, cool. All right, no backtracking, isn't it? So I'd like, I would like a stronger backup keeper, definitely. Um, so I, I guess Adrian. That that's pretty much it. Because I, I, if we're not extensively signing this summer, which it doesn't look like we are, I, I wouldn't really want to sell anyone. To be fair. Fair enough. You need a backup left back as well. If you're. Yeah. So, Mark, next time when you're making your decision, yeah, just try not to think of the Liverpool players as your children. My sons. No, no, but no, I'm I'm trying to think with the, with a hat on. Like, are you are you saying if if we sign people, who would I like to see go, or just who no, would just I like to see go? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ox. I'll tell you where I'd like to see people come in. Ox, are you mad? No, he's good to have in and around the squad, man. No, no, he's, he's already, he's already said Adrian. He's already said Adrian. Yeah, that's enough, man. That's enough. Come on. Yeah, Mark's just won the Premier League. Leave him alone, Abdi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. He may have won the Premier League, but has he finished eighth and almost won the FA Cup? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm mad jealous, to be fair, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there, please. Uh, <laughs> so just a few things before before we end. Um, the first thing is, this is a quote. I don't know if you guys have seen it. If you have, then shut up. If you haven't, try and guess who said this. Then shut uh, up, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm straightforward. Right. Um, I don't like the guy, the defender, Van Dyke. Even the way he plays is kind of arrogant. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Ah. Who about my man? I know who I know who it is. Huh? What'd you say, Tanya? No, real talk. Don't worry, I'm it's some any guy who gets about 10 minutes of football man? every three months. That's all good. Do you Google this, Abdi? I can see your, your screen through your glasses, you know. 
literally, I was on Twitter before you started this quote, and I'm not sure, was it Richarlison? Because I don't see that quote. Nah. That's Richarlison quote. No, Mark gave you a big clue. Richarlison doesn't get 10 minutes of football every now and again. <laughs> I ain't got a clue. You got the right nationality, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Place of Man United. Well, Lingard. No, Saint yeah, Lingard's Lingard. the sickest Brazilian. <laughs> Lingard, Lingardinho. Oh, don't ever threaten me like that, because <laughs> that's a threat. Okay, that's against my nationality. <laughs> it's Alex Pereira. Pereira. Andrea. Oh, what a waste, man. He's just jealous. He's jealous that he's paying and he's not. He, he was having a guy at James Milner as well. Yeah, he was. Um, oh, he, he, shout out to Wolves, who on Saturday, in 20... So, uh, a year from Saturday, a year... Yeah, a year from Saturday, started um, their, premi- their their league campaign. And because they've qualified in, in the Europa League, their, their league campaign, their whole season, is going on for beyond a year. So it's going to end in August. They started in July 2019. Right. Who did you say that was? Wolves. Oh, Wolves could even... Oh, I see. Gee, yeah, that's Damn. Right. Yeah, so they're not getting a break at all. No, um, oh, well, there is that new... That, I, I don't know if yeah. you've seen, but it's come yeah, yeah, out yeah. about any clubs playing in European football. We'll get a break. We'll get that break. But yeah. Wolves deserve it, to be fair. Wolves deserve it. Yeah, they it. do. Wolves they deserve do. it big and time. with such a small squad as well. Mm. That's what Say, that's what I was about to say. They're, for a side that doesn't change their starting level that much. Yeah. And did you know, um, of the two years that Wolves have been in the Premier League, Moutinho has played in every single game. That's Shut right. up. Not, not, not started, but played in. So, like, Ooh. he didn't start against Chelsea, but he came on. Connor Cody played every minute of every Prem game this season. I don't know that's where it was last crazy. season. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, probably, I like Connor Although, Cody. didn't he get injured last season? Um, listen to this. When he found out that my father was 35 years old, he didn't believe it. Oh, I saw this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He then told I me I should respect him as he was old enough to be my father. <laughs> Since then, he always calls me my. He always calls me son, and I call him dad. That's Rodrigo and Modric uh, in Brazil. So, Rodrigo's dad is is the same age as Modric. Wow. Uh, so Ivanovic lifted the the. The Russian Cup on um, on Saturday, I think it was. And if you don't know, the Russian Cup is made of glass. So Ivanovic tried to hold it above his head. Oh, that's a smart and idea. And the thing was so heavy that it dropped to the floor. But that's not the bad thing. The bad thing is that this cup full of made of glass broke. So Ivanovic did a Sergio Ramos, but in Sergio Ramos's defence. He didn't break the cup, but this one broke. Um, <laughs> Juventus won another league title. Big shock. Um, but did you know that they now have as many league titles as the two Milan clubs combined? So Juventus have won oh, 36 Serie A titles, whilst Milan and Inter have won 36 combined. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow, wow. Sorry. Sari won his first ever league title um, and uh, he told this player, he goes, I told them, if you won with me, who has never won anything, you must be really good. But one thing that I read about Sari um, is... <laughs> well, no, why would you say that? Yeah, that's a bit... 
that's considering that he's got like players like Cristiano Ronaldo and Buffon and whoever. Um, he's dissing himself though. But it's, okay. it's a joke, is because the the media always say that he's never won anything. Now he has. Like he's never won a league. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, Maurizio Sarri never played a professional game of football. He worked in a bank while um, coaching in his early days. The journey to win winning Serie A included 20 coaching jobs over 30 years. Mad. In bloody hell. I rate uh, the journey. Oh, man. And he, I think he only realised he wanted to get into football like there, like late 30s, early 40s or whatever. So he got into the game a lot later than others and he's Fools for decent career for himself. Better than do something. You, uh, you see when they were celebrating, Chesney put a lit cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> did he? No, I didn't see that. Oh, oh was it, I don't even know if you're. Was this real yet? Yeah? No, it's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's believable because you got the Chesney, the shower incident, and yeah, you got. The biggest puffer. And just to end off, um, I don't know if you guys know, but there is a mad, weird love story between Mexico and Human Son. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. So he became a cult hero for Mexico when his 96th minute goal in the 2018 World Cup sealed Germany's exit. But the reason for that oh. is because he ensured Mexico advanced to the group, um, advanced to the round of 16, despite of their final game in the group, which they lost. Fans in Mexico really? visited South, the South Korean embassy and celebrated with, um, with Han Byung-jin, the general consul of South Korea. Following the tournament, he was celebrated and given a sombrero by fans in L.A., um, he, he, this is a quote from, um, from Son. Thank you for loving me, supporting me. Keep going and maybe we can be good friends, Mexico and Korea. Oh, I love him. Oh, he's such a babe. I just want to give him a cuddle. <laughs> so, oh, he's such a nice footballer, man. I love him. I don't we'll care. end on that. Tanya wanted to give Son a cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, just very quickly because a few couple of people have asked on the side. Oh, yeah. I've got one question for Tanya. We'll make it quick. Who are you supporting on Saturday? Be Chelsea, honest. Chelsea! You support? Chelsea, Chelsea, All right. Chelsea. Fair enough. And then let's just get everyone's predictions. <clears throat> start with the two. Start with the, with the two people who are not involved. Yeah, we'll start with the two neutrals. All right, go on, Tanya, you go first. Do you know what I want? I'm rooting for Chelsea, but do you know what? I do think Arsenal are going to win, you know? I just, I don't know why I get this bad feeling. I just think because they, they, this is their competition, isn't it? I think they've got they've got a good chance. But could go either way. But for now, I'm saying Arsenal. Mm. But come on, Chelsea. That's not a score <laughs> prediction. Um, oh, score I... prediction. Huh? Do yeah, you want score, score prediction? prediction. Um, I think Get off that fence. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. Cool. I see two teams' defences who you don't know what's going to turn up. So I see goals. I see the game going to extra time. I honestly do. So I see 2-2. I was thinking about this earlier. I see 2-2 going into extra time. Ooh. And then I'm so sorry. I see I see Chelsea nicking it in extra time. Ooh, that's hard. Just because what I've seen, Chelsea, I don't know. There's something that I've just seen them kind of do you in certain moments in big games yeah. over the years. And you've done them. But as a neutral, I think, yeah, that's maybe, maybe Chelsea with a late one. 
But I do think Arsenal could win the game, definitely. You can't uh, write anyone either. Addy, who, who goes first, me or you? I don't know, I'm dying for a piss, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, um, I did say I thought we would win, but I'm scared of certain players like Giroud and Pulisic. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think Chelsea are going to win, and I just hope we, we hope we win. So, I'm going to go with Chelsea win. What about you, Junior? Because I need to go quickly. Hurry up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a 2-0 Arsenal win. No, I'm not confident at all. I'm not confident at all. You're going to keep a clean sheet. Yeah. We did against Man City. <laughs> now, I really may might think, be surprised if you win, but I'm may think Junior's confident, but he's not. He's saying that whilst shaking his boots. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I'm probably just keeping myself you, just now, just thinking about it. But uh, anyway, thank you for listening. This has been episode 46 or 47, one of those two. Um, and we'll be, we'll be back next week, as we always are. And we've got a bit of a special next week for you. But um, stay tuned and uh, thank you for listening. See you later. Thanks See you later, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.